0: Let me say a pleasant good one to everybody. It's really good that I can come on for a few moments. Uh, Usually, I am not on. On a Wednesday night, like this, I thought I would come on and um, share one of my promptings with you. If you pay attention to the topic, watch your step. That's um. That's what I want us to. Cause for the next few moments, like in the natural when we when we walk when we go forth. Do you not know, own. Business. Sometimes we may stumble, sometimes we may even fall. And um, for the most part, we may stumble, not because we wanted to stumble, but because there was something in our path, there was something on the ground, there was something on the floor, there was something in the hallway, the stairway, wherever um, we were. We were walking wherever we are heading. I, I, I am very passionate about how we as Christians walk. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul tells us that we should walk circumspectly. Not as fools, but as wise. And we have to redeem the time because of the evil. Because of the, the age that we live in, there are many things that we need to pay attention to. There are many things that we must be aware of. There are many things that we've got to give heed to. One of the things that I I believe that Christians must give heed to in our time is the overwhelming possibility where many things appear as spiritual. Many things appear as godly many things sung righteous, sung pure, sung holy. But at the same time, it's really the enemy, the devil, Satan, who presents himself as an angel of light. In
1: speaking on the subject of forgiveness, Paul in Second 2 Corinthians 2.11 made mention about forgiving one another And then he
0: said, the reason why we've got to be so moved to forgive and to continue to demonstrate that level of um, Christian discipline, it's because we are not ignorant. We are not ignorant of the devil's devices. Whether you believe or not, sisters and brothers, It's not just in the area of forgiveness or someone
1: having done wrong to you that we are not ignorant. But in particular, the enemy uses uh, things that we have not resolved as a
0: snare, as a trap. Uses these things to keep so many in bondage. But
1: I want us to also pay attention to to the fact that the enemy
0: uses things that we oftentimes don't suspect, things that look pretty much innocent, things that are not wrong of themselves. Let me just say this. Because of how the enemy, the devil,
1: Operates, he continues to be a mastermind at causing many believers
0: to miss what God intends for them. Because, don't forget, the, the the enemy
1: presents himself, or he attempts to present himself as an angel of light, and the reason for that it's to distract to disrupt, to to paint a picture that this is not destructive, that this is acceptable, and this is good, and this is fine. But I want us to understand that if Satan wants to attack you, if Satan wants to distract you, if Satan wants to stop you, he's not going to show up as an enemy. If Satan wants to distract you, if Satan wants to take you off course, if he wants you to stop, if he wants you to miss the mark and walk away from that which God has assigned or appointed you to, he's not going to come to you head on with that kind of thing that is contrary to what you believe and what God has said. Instead, he'll present something different. He'll present something colorful. He'll present something beautiful. He, he, he will appeal to uh, the ear gate. He'll appeal to the eye gate. He'll appeal to the senses. And that's why so many believers continue to, uh, to fall away and to, and to take a path or a course that they never thought that they would take. Because there is a level of ignorance that has entered the heart and the mind of people when we are not vigilant. The Apostle Peter tells us that we've got to be sober and we've got to watch to the end of all things and we've got to watch in prayer. I must tell you, the more I observe and I look and I pay attention to many in the Christian faith, one of the things I realize is that uh, many are distracted, many are misled, many are taking path and moving in direction that they did not even know or they don't know that this is not God. Why? Because of the way that things are now packaged, because of the way that things are now presented, many things that look godly, sung godly, even feels godly, has nothing to do with God, the power of God, the strength of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, the goodness of God. And it is important for Christians to stop, pay attention, and be on high alert for the enemy's agenda. Do you realize How many Christians, how many believers have missed out significantly simply because they were distracted, simply because something caught their attention, simply because their eyes, their eyes actually was on something that they thought, something that they believed, something that they hoped was God. Now, let's be honest. Most of us have been there. Well, we have been, we've been, we, we, we've been led astray. We've gone on a path, and we did not know it, not until the Spirit of the Lord, that until the Spirit of the Lord clarified us and clarified it to us and helped us to understand, help us to understand that direction that we were on. It had nothing to do with God's plan. It only was a direction which was moved by. Yes, the word, sensationalism, that is excitement, uh, that over, that exaggerated, exaggerated excitement. It's, it's, it's a pretense. Uh, undone. And I must tell you that this seemed to be the one of the strong points in, in in what we call Christianity today. Because many things are hyped up. I want you to hear this. Many things are hyped up. Many people are made to believe and made to partake and participate in experiences and expressions that are promising so many things. But at the surface, it looks beautiful. But when you dive into the underbelly of these experiences or these encounters, they are fecal, they are shallow. They have no substance. As a matter of fact, they have no connection let alone any continuity in the Spirit. I must speak this. I must share with you because too many Christians are misguided. Too many Christians ignorant of the devil's devices. Too many Christians continue to walk contrary to what the Father has in soul. But they won't know it. Why? Because
0: the devil presents himself as an angel of light. I want you to ponder on this for a minute. Because the devil presents himself as an angel of
1: light. What has God said to you that is taking so long? What has God said to you? What has God said to you that you have become impatient to endure the workings of God, the process, the progress of God? And as I'm sharing this thought, of course, and as I was getting ready to share with you, one of the people of the Old Testament that comes to mind is is Gideon. The Bible tells us in the book of Judges that Gideon was called of God to do something very fascinating, very wonderful for for the kingdom, for God. And that is to bring the people of Israel out of bondage. When Gideon started on that journey, he started out with 32,000 people. By the time it was time to go into battle, or uh, by the time to secure the victory, Gideon was down to 300 men. The first group had to go home because they were fearful. And, and, and I, I, I like the construction of, 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 of the expression in the book of Judges where God said to Gideon, let those that are fearful, let them return home. Let them return to their houses. The fear, is, is, fear is something that is very, very powerful. And fear does not always present itself. And I want you to listen to this, beloved friends. Fear does not always present itself in the way that many of us think. I want you to think think about this. Fear does not always present itself in the way that many of us think. Sometimes we don't articulate fear. We don't say that I'm afraid. We don't say, oh, you know what? I, I, I just, I'm just so scared. We don't say that. But our actions, when do we begin to disbelieve, when we begin to doubt, when we begin to look at the the circumstances, when we begin to weigh things based on the current situation, then fear has set in. I, I, I continue to think about the people who with Gideon and it seems like the enemy or the adversary, those who were against the people of Israel, were very great in number. They were so great in number. And the people of Gideon may have felt like, you know what, we, we just cannot take these people out. We cannot win this. We cannot, we cannot conquer. We cannot go forward and things of that sort. And as a result, fear set in. Can you imagine how many of them literally just say, you know what, I don't think we'll ever win this battle. Stop for a moment. Think about it. There must have been several hundreds in that first group who went back home because of fear because they simply did not see Gideon as a winner. They simply did not see God using Gideon as someone who would secure victory for for Israel. And oftentimes that's that's what happens that's what happens among believers that's what happens in the Christian circle that many people look at the reality they look at they look at what is happening they look at the opponent they look at the adversity they look at the delays they look at the setbacks at the setbacks and and, and and they conclude, they analyze and they conclude, well, if that's the case now, I don't know what it's going to be two years from now, three years from now, four years from now. And many people miss out on what God is doing. Of course, the people who left and went back home, of course, the people who did not lap like a dog, as, as the book of Judges tells us, and they went back home, They participated in the victory that Gideon and the 300 secured. But the 300 who worked with Gideon, the 300 who stayed with Gideon were the 300 who was not overtaken by fear and the 300 who believed in what God had called Gideon to do. That's why I want to encourage us today to watch our steps. Because sometimes... Things right in front of us, seen and unseen, even things that we don't know, don't sense, can be distractors, can be deterrent. And sometimes some of the distractors and deterrent are in our own heads, in our own mind. Because something is not happening as quickly as we hope for them to happen, for it to happen, then fear sets in. We don't call it fear. If you've been around the church any length of time, you know there are certain things that Christians simply don't articulate. They don't say things the way that they are. As a matter of fact, they have mastered they have mastered ways to describe things so as to avoid them. But let's face it, many people during the time of Gideon, they walked away because they simply did not see victory through gideon and, and 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 that is still happening today many people don't see their prayers answers answered they, they, they don't see god coming through for them and as a result what do they do they simply take a detour as a result what do they do they simply move on to the next thing or the next place not realizing that God used 300 people, God used 300 people to deliver Gideon from the hands of the Amalekites. And you may say, what does that have to do with anything about ignorance of the devil's devices? What does that, how, how does that connect with Second Corinthians 2 and verse 11? Of course, it, 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 it talks about forgiveness, it talks about not being ignorant of the enemy's devices because when we ignorant of the enemy's devices what happens is that there is a scale there is a covering there is a shade upon our eyes and we can't see what God is about to do as i speak to you my prayer is that you would see my prayer is that you would see beyond the glitter you'd see beyond the gloom You would see beyond the pain. You would see beyond the hardship. You would see beyond the current realities. And you recall what God spoke to you. It's amazing how quickly Christians forget. It's amazing how fast we seem to ignore what God said to us last month, last year, three years ago, four years ago. That is why I love to be around folks who have been going for a long time. That's why I'm encouraged by people who tell you and they will say things, you know. The Lord spoke this to me several years ago. And when it seemed like it wasn't coming to pass, I simply stayed the course. People nowadays, believers nowadays, have a very short. Uh, Pain span. By this I mean, if it does not happen within the first couple months or the first year, they abandon it. Many people have abandoned what God has assigned them to. It's because they are ignorant, they are not knowledgeable or discerning of the enemy's devices. Watch this. The book of Georges tells us. Got Gideon won with three hundred men. Had the several thousand people knew that Gideon was going to win, how would they have reacted? How would they have responded? What would be What would be their approach? Would they still go home? Perhaps they would. Perhaps some of them would say, "You know what, I believe the God of Gideon. I believe that God is going to work through this man." It doesn't seem practical, it doesn't even seem possible, but God has called Gideon. God is going to work through him and that is why we have to, we have to understand the assignment and those that God has connected us to and those that God has meshed and merged us to. Once I, once I came to the place to understand the way that God deals with people and the way that God connects people and the way that God uses people to accomplish his purpose in the earth, I, 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 I set my focus on the overall picture. I set my focus on what God said he's going to do. I set my focus on the victories that God has already promised. I set my focus on the wars and the battles that were going to be won. I set my focus on the breakthroughs that, that will be experienced. You see, because what you may be dealing with right now, what you may be undergoing right now, it's temporal. And let me say this to us. Some of the things that we are going through, some of the things that you are going through, These are things not to scare you, not to create doubt in your life, not to disbelieve the vision, not to walk away from what God has called you to. Instead, it's supposed to bring you to a place where your character is formed, where you're strengthened in your heart, where you're strengthened in your mind, where there is a definite resolve in your spirit that you will not allow anything to become a hindrance, a distraction or detract to what God has already assigned or placed you to. Beloved friends, one of the things that the enemy is doing in in our time, and I want you to hear this, is that he's working overtime to bring people to a place where they focus so much on certain realities that they miss what God has said. Imagine, Two groups from Gideon's army went back, literally. One group because fear had paralyzed them. The next group, they simply didn't follow God's instruction. Nevertheless, God gave Israel victory, and He gave Israel victory through three hundred people who stuck it out with Gideon. I want to encourage any one of you who has, anyone who has heard from God, anyone. Who, who know that God has spoken to you. And things may not look like, it may not sound like, it may not feel like. And for the most part, those perhaps that you even depended on, they are nowhere to be seen. Let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. Don't allow the tides, the rising and the lowering of tides to distract you. Don't allow what the enemy throws in your path To stop you. Don't allow your own internal fears and even the fear that is stirred up through the external and the realities around you. Don't allow that. Don't let them steal what God has already placed in your spirit. Don't allow the things that you're facing currently and that which you'll face in the future to paralyze or to abort that which God has already conceived in you. One of the things that we have to understand is that when God speaks a word, he conceives that word in our spirit. Everything that God has already said about you, it's already done. And this is not a cliche, but it's a fact. It's proven. Everything that God said. If God said that you're going to do this and do that and accomplish this, mark this word. You can write it down. You could wake up tomorrow and watch God fulfill every word. Every word. Every word. That's why you ought not to become disheartened or discouraged when the tide changes, when the season changes, when things are in bloom or perhaps not in bloom, when there is rain or perhaps when there is drought. The same God who answered Elijah before the famine is the same God who will answer Elijah in order to end the famine. The same God who allowed Elijah in the book of uh, For his kings to go on down to go on down to the brook of cherith and and experience the hand of god to provide is the same god who is going to show up after the brook dries up listen beloved friends i want you to watch your step more appropriately let us watch our steps let us not allow the petty The mundane, the minor, the large, the grave, the burdensome, the heavy. Let's not allow anything to trip us up. Let's not allow ourselves to be bewitched. That's a strong term, but that's what happened to the Galatian believers. They were bewitched. They were literally bamboos. (laughs) Yes, they were bewitched because... In their pursuit and their desire to serve and to follow God's, they were distracted by so many people who told them that there is another way. Don't allow yourself to be distracted. Don't allow the enemy to sow in your spirit, in your mind. That voice and that word of of distraction. Stay in the will of God. You heard me. Stay in the will of God. Sometimes we can become so excited. We can be hyped up. Sometimes we can be compassionate over things that God doesn't even want us to be passionate about. Let's be true to what God has assigned us. Let's be true to those that God has connected us with. Let's honor covenants. Let's honor the graces. Let's honor everything that God has called us. let Let's be like those who were around Gideon and and, and, and follow faithfully, follow diligently, follow with a commitment that is unwavering. Watch your step. Let us all watch our step because what God is doing includes you. What God is doing includes me. I must watch my steps. We must watch our steps together. And don't allow the enemy's devices. Don't allow the enemy's devices to take you off course. One of the best places, as I wrap up this thought, one of the best places that anybody can be is in the will of God. Sometimes that means being on a nomadic journey like Abraham out of Ur of the Child is in the book of Genesis, into a land that God will show him. Notice, the Bible says God called Abraham out of to a place that God was going to show him. God did not show him the place first, but God said to Abraham, If you keep walking, I will show you. If you keep moving in my direction, I will show you. Of course, there were detractors and there were distractions all along the way. Nevertheless, at the end of the day, God fulfilled his promise to Abraham. Had Abraham not walked with God, had Abraham not walked according to the counsel of the living God, then so many wonderful things would not have come through the lineage of Abraham. I want you to think about it. The safest, the best place, the greatest place that we can ever be is in the will of God. Joseph, in the book of Genesis, beginning from Genesis 30, the Bible tells us, He started a a very uh, innocent journey on the behalf of his father. And before you know it, Joseph is sold into Egypt as a slave. Oh no, someone might say, this does not sound like the will of God. An intelligent, anointed, an interpreter of dreams, what is he doing in Egypt as a slave? Well, the hand of God was with Joseph. Read through the account of Joseph's uh, a story that the Bible says and the Lord was with Joseph multiple times throughout the entire narrative of Joseph the Bible says and the Lord was with Joseph and the Lord was with Joseph at Potiphar's house and the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and the Lord was with Joseph when he was interpreting dreams and the Lord was with Joseph when he was forgotten and the Lord was with Joseph when Joseph was lifted up out of that dungeon and brought before the pharaoh and became second in command. I could continue and I could share with you so many people who were in the will of God, the perfect will of God, not according to perfect circumstances. You heard me right. Many people have been in the perfect will of God and they did not have a roof over their head. Many people were in the perfect will of God and did not have food on their table. I know this might be contrary to modern day theology. I know that. Read your Bible, don't take my word for it. Many people were in the perfect will of God and they were running for their lives, as David. He was a fugitive for almost 15 years, yet he was anointed. He was a shepherd boy who had been pulled out of the shipfold on his way to the palace to be king of Israel. But before that happened, he spent several years from one rock to the next in the wilderness of Israel. David was not the perfect will of God. And of course, in watching his steps, he would eventually be uplifted as king of Israel. Should I tell you anymore? I know that there are countless, countless examples in Scripture and throughout church history and throughout our own history. Several years ago, a few years ago, but a month ago. Watch your step. We want to watch our step. Even if things are not the way that you think it should be, the best place to be is in the will of God. I like how God works through things and people. Sometimes God does some of his greatest work in silence. Sometimes we don't hear a noise. It's not, it's not streamed. It's not televised. It's not on the radio. It's not advertised. It's not in the newspaper. It's not in an email blast. But God is at work. My prayer for you is that God would work in your heart and he'd work quietly. That you would uh, re-evaluate your own steps, your own your own
0: posture, if I may. You'd stop for a minute and you'd ask yourself the question, How is my walk? Am I still on the path that God called me to? Or have I taken
1: my own path? Have I been pulled into a direction that God did not want me to go? Or am I still walking steady with the Father? These are some of the thoughts I I, I pray that more Christians would be exposed to. Open to wherewith we will be taught what it is to hold out, stick it out, stay with it, be committed to it until the word of God is fulfilled. For example, it is said of Joseph that the word of God tested him. The word of God tested him. So in everything that he, Joseph had to go through, the word of God Actually, perfected him, formed him. God wants to perfect you. God wants to do some wonderful things in your life. Yes, you. You. God wants to do some wonderful things in your
0: life. But how are your steps? How are your steps? I pray that you would
1: consider every step that you've taken. And as you consider every step, ask yourself the question, have I stepped away or am I still in sync? The Bible declares that the step of a good person, they're ordered by the Lord. I love it. God orders our steps. And sometimes where others, our steps, It's scary, let's let's be honest. Sometimes where God allows us to go does not look promising. But I understand that if God allows your step to go in a particular direction, it's because God has great plans for your life. Beloved friends, I'm going to stop here. Thank you for joining me on this holy prompting. If this has blessed you, I want to encourage you to kindly share it. Because I know someone will be blessed by this word. I want to invite you to join me, of course, at midnight on Sunday. And uh, that is Wednesday morning. So let me fix this on Sunday night at 11.45 and Tuesday night at 11.45 at midnight is streamed live on YouTube that the True Life Radio YouTube channel. Jump on over there and subscribe to the True Life Radio YouTube channel. And after you've done so, set your notification because at 11:45 on Sunday night, 11:45 on Tuesday night, I'm going live and God is doing some wonderful things. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. You want to be part of this. I spend a lot of time teaching. I spend a lot of time sharing what the Lord has revealed to me and what is in my spirit. What he has, what he has downloaded in my spirit. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord speak to you
0: even as I have spoken. And I pray that Together, we'll watch our steps. God bless you.
1: Connect with me on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on True Life Radio for Speak the Word. It's been such a pleasure and a blessing just to share what has been deposited in my spirit with every one of you.
0: All right. Until Sunday, God's willing. Have a wonderful one. God bless you. That is my prayer for you.